We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 522. Uh, if you guys missed it, I talked to Chad Jennings of The Athletic Boston. He's been on the show to preview the Red Sox like three or four years in a row. Always a good time to talk to Chad and catch up, talk some baseball, talk some Red Sox, and if the Red Sox are going to be any good this year because they were hot garbage last year. So definitely. Is he, is he optimistic or what? what is, he, is, he, uh, is he trying to shine some shit? 
Am I not going to ruin it for the listeners? Just a little tease. I'm, I'm curious as to what the, uh, you know, how the, how the air is treating them up there. In true, like, uh, athletic or any sort of media outlet fashion, he, he played it. it down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that could be good. That could be bad. I was like, yeah, thanks. Uh, but no, it was a great conversation. We talked about a lot about Cora and his return from, from the suspension, just like, how that team has been overhauled. Cause like, think about in your mind, the 2018 Red Sox that won all those games plowed through the playoffs. There's like no one there anymore. It's just completely different roster in such a short amount of time. Yeah, no, they, they definitely, I mean, when Mookie Betts leaves the, leaves the building, then you have but Ben and has gone. Jackie Bradley jr. Has gone. You've got uh, David price gone. Chris sale is injured. Like, it's just like completely wiped out. No, that's true. I think, but when Mookie Betts leaves, when you have that decision, like at that point, you're you're making probably yeah. a lot more other moves because you've made that decision that you're not going to win or you're not going to yeah. make your best effort to win. So you might as well keep going. But this episode is not to talk about the Red Sox. That was the previous episode. So go check it out. We're here to talk about the Jay Bruce non-news news because we thought we were going to get an actual move on the 25th. Speaking of playing it down the middle or punting, depending on how you're looking at this. That's exactly what happened, which is wild. Like we were told March 25th, Jay Bruce's opt-out deadline. So we're thinking, okay, he's going to either opt out or opt in. And that's going to give indication on what the Yankees are going to do with their 40 man roster. But the updates on the 25th were Bruce did not show up to his workout to the Yankees workouts. And the Yankees basically have 48 hours to decide if they want to add him to the 40 man roster or not add him to the 40 man roster and release him. Yeah. So to me, this indicates that he has exercised his opt-out, but the Yankees, st- or he will exercise his opt-out unless the Yankees add him to the 40-man roster, which is obvious. And the Yankees are not going to add him to the 40-man roster unless they plan on having him on the 26-man Major League roster as a bench player. So this decision is going to happen over the weekend, I guess. I I... I I really don't know what could change other than Mike Talkman or someone just running into a wall and breaking their ankle or something. What's going to so change I'm, just Mike on the baseball right now, field? I'm, I'm like bubble wrap. Uh, yeah. uh, sit, sit down. Yeah, you, the you've made the team. Pop. I can't. Yeah, I gotta. I'm not feeling too hot right now. This I don't really understand the the put. See, I'm actually in in the other camps thinking that okay there. Why are this why this 48 hour buffer now? If the decision was going to be made, then just make it. If he doesn't not, not gonna the Yankees are, are are like holding him by a string, saying maybe we're still thinking about it. Otherwise, then what's the point of this 48 hour? It's it's not maybe, for injury. I mean, come on. What if, it's not for injury? They're not doing this for the 48 hour injury window. That would be ridiculous. No, I know. Maybe they are maybe they have been up front with him and because there's reports that the Yankees are shopping Mike Talkman. So maybe Cashman's plan, and he has told this to Bruce and his agent, we're trying to get something good for Mike Talkman, but we're not going to just give him away. If we can get something good for Mike Talkman, that opens up a 40-man roster spot, and you will make the team. If we cannot get anything good for Mike Talkman, he's staying on the team, and you're going to be gone. So maybe they're just keeping the window open as long as possible for, to see if other teams bite. But here's the thing. Other Jay teams Bruce has to agree this. to that. Jay Bruce has to agree to that, right? He's got to say, okay, he, he, I will, he doesn't I have will. anywhere to go though. Jay Bruce has but, nowhere to go in the next two days. Well, that's the thing. He either, he either has nowhere to go because there's no other interest or he's just, he's agreeing to this, to this, this gap because he wants to be on the Yankees. 
And this gives another he 48 hours to, be on to a major league roster. He doesn't probably, I mean, obviously he wants to be on the Yankees because they're a good team and stuff. But if, if it's the, if it's the Seattle Mariners or if it's the, if it's the Texas Rangers, like he'll just play for them because he wants to play baseball. But that's my the point. Majors. That's my point. If there was another thing out there right now, he wouldn't be doing this 48 hour nonsense. This is part, this is part of his decision to say, okay, I'll wait a couple more. Like I'll, I'll exercise this little weird wrinkle in the rule and wait yeah. 48 hours by not showing up to, to uh, the field. So it's something else is happening behind the scenes that we either are speculating about, which I think you're right. I think that they are looking around still and identifying what uh, what cash we could still get for Talkman and putting pressure on people saying like, this is it. Now there's a clock. Can't you either, you either want that's him or you don't. bad for the Yankees. No, because it depends. It depends. It could be bad. It could be good for, it could be good for the Yankees because if someone does want Talkman or there's multiple teams that want Talkman, at least now there's a decision time. So you either put up or shut up and then Cashman has you know, everything in front of him to make that decision. Well, the reports I, for the trade interest in Mike Talkman is that there's teams interested, but the Yankees really value him, and the value they're placing on Talkman is a lot higher than teams are willing to pay. I got to tell you, I'm completely flip-flopping. I'm, okay. I'm completely turning. Like I, you've just flip-flopped, like in this moment? Before we started recording, before, yeah, I made the decision early this morning, I think, that I, that I do not want Jay Bruce on the team anymore. And I would rather have Mike walk, Talkman. Walk, walk, walk me through the process. I'll walk you through the process. Uh, it's just an upside thing. I, I, I think that Talkman has looked better physically and that maybe he was bothered by this injury last year. And they identified him as they've identified other, you know, diamonds in the rough. And I believe in what they, what they look at with some of these players. And I think Talkman does give them a hell of a lot more flexibility in the outfield. He's a much better defensive outfielder. And Bruce just didn't look good in the infield either. So I don't like him as an option for, for first base. If that's the, I just don't see him as much of an option. And the way that their bats are right now, just watching them both take uh, at bats and swing during the, during spring, not looking as much at the results, but I don't think you're losing much with Talkman, to be honest, if not, you're gaining. So I don't think it's uh, I honestly don't think it's much to do about anything. Take the younger player, take the more upside, take the guy that actually can play a position. Well, I think that's yeah, what they're going to do. I guess the only counter argument to that is, well, what the hell are you doing carrying five, maybe six outfielders? If John Carlo is going to actually play in the outfield, that just seems like a waste of space. Like you, this, yeah, we know injuries can come, but okay. You've got the three starters, judge Hicks, Frazier, and then you've got Gardner as the fourth option, Talkman as the fifth option, and then Stanton, if need be, can play the outfield. It's just like kind of overkill. Yeah. I, I don't think that they're going to get... If Jay Bruce is on this team, I mean, it is it is going to be tough for him to see at-bats. Luke Voigt's the everyday first baseman. He's not he's not coming out for, you know, tough righties. He's going to be in there. I mean, maybe maybe once a week, if that, but not probably not even that much. I think you're going to see a lot of him. And I think Jay Bruce over there, one, is is more of a, a liability than even Luke Voigt at first base. And, you know, I just think that at that point, you might as well go, like we said, give Talkman a first base glove. Let's see what happens. It doesn't <laughs> be worse. It's a, like, how much worse is it than Jay Bruce? Like, probably not much worse. Probably so not fine. worse. Yeah. Probably yeah, not that uh, much worse. I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, the idea of Jay Bruce, a big left-handed bat at Yankee Stadium that can hit right-handed, good right-handing pitching who can play first base in the outfield. Like, the idea of that is beautiful for a roster. But then you see it, and you're like, well, it this isn't really... 
this isn't working. Like he's he didn't have a good spring in 31 at bats. He's hitting 194 with a 662 OPS. Spring training stats don't matter for guys like Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and DJ LeMahieu. Spring training stats, though, do matter when you're fighting for the last spot on the bench. Like you have to eventually look at numbers and say, how is this guy performing versus this guy? And Talkman in 26 at bats is hitting 269, nice, with a 960 OPS. So Talkman has I mean, the OPS per- is so much better. The the um when you look at these players too and you identify like the value for me for Bruce was later in the season having that guy who can come in against a uh tough right-handed pitcher. You know, I'm looking for that guy in the playoffs. And I th- and I I'm, I'm I'm that's the other part of me flipping. Like I don't want to Having Jay Bruce on the roster all year to get to that point is just not worth it. But here's the thing. Jay Bruce could be available. And he could be available. You're right. Or or another version of Jay Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're telling me it's not far-fetched to think Jay Bruce gets picked up in mid-April by whoever, the Texas Rangers, and then they release him in July, and he's out there again for the Yankees to claim off waiver. It's like, there's not... That's not that out, out of the realm of possibility. Like it's not. Or, and I think I was like that. I, I think uh when I first was looking at this, I, I got a little I got a little starry eyed seeing like a younger Jay Bruce in my mind and and how that production Cincy, could help Cincy in the playoffs. Bruce. It was more of a it was more of the hopium that was hitting me. And I was like, oh man, like I want that bat in the playoffs. I want that bat in the playoffs. And that one, it's it that that's a long ways away first. And second, I who knows what the hell he is then if he even makes it that far. And it's if you're losing a player like Talkman because of that, maybe potentially, and then you got to like shuffle this guy around who really doesn't have a position all year long, that's going to be annoying to watch. I'd rather have Talkman. Yeah. And the other spot's probably going to go to Tyler Wade because of his infield versatility. Because we did the exercise where I was asking you, okay, what happens if Glaber Torres comes out of the game? Who, how do you? construct the infield and you can't unless you have another yeah, the musical guy. chairs the music stopped and uh there was still a position open <laughs> right so you need tyler wade and if it's not tyler wade you need estrada or you need someone who can play middle infield because you can't you can't have nobody so that tyler wade lives to see another day he's he's uh he's he's a cat he's got nine lives he's on number seven at this point so he's got two more after this i think are you are you surprised that estrada didn't get a longer look uh, and instead of Dietrich, because of the flexibility, like he can well, play more positions. Estrada can't juggle. Can't juggle. That's the reason. Do you have no clue what I'm talking about? I mean, I assume <laughs> you mean juggling because Dietrich can. Yeah. Okay. You looked at me like, what are you talking about? Like, there was I just wasn't really, expecting you to say that. Remember, yeah. remember like in the second week of spring training, like, uh, oh, like the big news was Derek Dietrich juggling. It's like, oh, great. Here, this is where we are in spring training now. Yeah, I, I don't understand why he's been on the, like you you just release him and end that because it's not happening. Why why are we doing that? If, I mean, if he becomes the if it doesn't make because any sense. He's not, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be in AAA. He's going to be at alternate site. Like no one's going to pick him up. Right. So okay. but then accept so, it and go down and get out of my face and give me something. Give me a longer look at somebody else that, that okay, actually might yeah, have the potential I mean, to, fine, to play different like, positions. Yeah, maybe fine. Uh, I, I don't know whether it's Estrada or Wade. Like, who cares? Apparently, a lot of people do. Everybody's very butthurt about Tyler Wade still. Because this is the only thing that we we as Yankees fans have to talk about. Other than injuries, it's like, who's going to make the last spot on the bench? That's why it's a big deal. Like okay. That and, the, and then the fifth starter spot, which is going to be Domingo Herman. Debbie Garcia had a rough outing against the Blue Jays the other day. I, I don't know when he's going to 
get his first start. He will get it very at some point in April. He'll get a start. I know he will. Uh, but it's just probably not going to be the first turn through the rotation. So they're going to go with five. We talked about on the last uh, two episodes ago, the six man or five man hybrid or or how you're going to do it. Um, so I, I mean, I, I just think based Corey, on Corey Kluber's going to be in the five man. Uh, Aaron Boone definitely confirmed that he will be in the rotation. Yeah. So what what they're gonna what they're gonna do? I think is keep guys that need to be on regular five day rest on regular five day rest, and then they're going to manage everyone else. So it's going to be a five man rotation, but with like six or seven pitchers. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, they're going to cycle out that other guy. That's that's kind of what we were talking about when you're saying uh, Garrett Cole and then a five man rotation after that, because that's that is kind of what's happening. It just depends on who's in that five man rotation on the given week. Yeah. Some guy may may uh may get the nod, be like, you know what, this week you you uh you you hang out. And and there's I guess some good news on injury front. Justin Wilson, who left the game on Monday night, we thought his shoulder was just completely shredded. Uh, according to Boone, quote, nothing actionable from Wilson's MRI. He said he doesn't know if he could be ready for opening day, which so, means he I won't mean, be ready for opening day. He won't be ready for opening day, but it it seems like the Yankees dodged a bullet. Maybe I mean they got to work him back up now, right? So they got to you know whatever whatever the uh, nothing actionable. I don't know if that if that includes like a cortisone shot or something along those lines that, that, that no, that would helps. be actionable. I think is that actionable? Is that like considered? I guess so. Then you just, then you just wait it out and just wait till the soreness goes away and then start throwing again, ramp up and see what happens. Yeah. Like if you tell me he starts to ramp back up on April 10th and, and still oh, my, oh, my arm hurts then like, okay, fine. Like then yeah. there's probably going to be a problem, but I mean, he's, he's, being, Knowing what, when you're dealing with a shoulder like this and you're, and you're saying that there's nothing actionable, I mean, it seems like that's probably a month for a pitcher. No. Do you, do you, are you a little angry at all that they I'm just, not I'm not angry. Are you in general, second not guessing, angry. are you second guessing at all? They just salary dumped Adam Adovino. Like I know Adam Adovino no, had I'm his not, issues. I'm not, I'm not. But Adam Adovino is, is a better relief pitcher still than some of the guys that we're going to have to see in the first month of the season. Darren O'Day? Justin Wilson. No, not Darren O'Day, but, but Luis Sessa, Loisica. What? Why are you saying yes. that? Why are you saying that because he's better Adam than Adovino? Because he is better, Scott. I know he had a bad three games last year, but he's better than those guys. Well, he had, he had a much, much longer run of being bad because we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need Indeed. The year before, he was terrible at the end of the year and terrible in the playoffs. He was not terrible at the end of the year. I actually looked more into the stats. He he was only bad in the playoffs, which is not, I mean, that's a big thing, but he was not terrible in 2019. No, at the end of the year, though, it was like the last two weeks, there were a lot of walks happening. I remember my patient being very thin with that man. And yeah. I, I no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I would much rather have uh, a Tulsi, uh, Luis Sessa in there and upside Johnny Loisiga over out of, you know, I don't, uh, and, and Darren O'Day is a better option. So yeah, I'm I just think Darren it. O'Day, I think Darren O'Day could have been signed if you kept Adam Adovino. That's the thing. That's all I'm saying. There were, there were actions. There were things that happened right after that, that seemed that they were connected and that was one of them. So no, I think that we're going to hit out of, you know, and then you will change your tune very, very fast, or we won't hit him because he won't touch the strike zone, which is probably the more likely situation. He could be the Red Sox closer. Great. When is that going to happen? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all gone through a lot over the past year plus with COVID. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. And it's available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living happier today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily to see for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com slash bronx21. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. We have a great special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash bronx21. One more time, betterhelp.com slash bronx21. So there I was uh, Wednesday morning, or maybe it was Thursday morning. I can't remember. Time is, time is a flat circle at this point with a newborn, but uh, more on that in out of left field. But so I read an article about Freddie Freeman. I, I'm a huge Freddie, Fr- Freddie Freeman guy. Like I, I don't, I'm not like a fan of too many like random players, but like Freddie Freeman to me is a first baseman, left-handed DJ LeMahieu. But but actually better than DJ LeMahieu. Like Freddie Freeman, best first baseman in baseball, MVP last year. He's a phenomenal player. He's entering the last year of his contract with the Braves. He makes $22 million this year. In, in the article, there was a QA with Freddie. He has not been approached by the Braves for a contract extension. He will be 32 years old in September, so he's slightly on the older side. I really don't see the Braves giving him his market value. I know he's the face of their franchise and they're, and I think he wants to stay in Atlanta. So like all and they have, a, they said, have a good young team. They have a good young right. team. So signing him makes sense. But if he's going to warrant like a five or a six year contract at 25 million plus, I just don't see the Braves doing that. So it kind of got me dreaming 
<laughs> is there a situation where the Yankees could acquire Freddie Freeman from the Braves for Luke Voigt and a package of prospects? The to be Braves clear, this get, is very, very much out of left field. This is a random, random Oh, this is situation. completely made up in my head. I was okay. reading this article at like 6.30 in the morning as I was drinking coffee. I believe it was Thursday morning. There is no reports of which, this on which the coffee, internet. Which roast, which roast were you drinking? Oh, I was drinking the after dinner. Thank you very much for asking. After dinner, even though it was before breakfast, it's my favorite blend. It's it's a dark roast, mm-hmm. low, low acid. It's, mm. it's, it's great. I'll have to Full try flavored. that one. I've, as you know, I've uh, I've I've tried the uh, medley of of the uh, Roastmaster Rick's blends. I like them all, and uh, you should get some coffee at at, at your dad's uh, roaster. Give the people RichardAllenCoffee dot Go there check go. it out. the The best coffee in the world. So many people have ordered, it, and and thank you very much for for ordering. But so the the Freddie Freeman thing. I was just thinking, like. If if the Braves are honest with themselves and they're not going to give him a, a big free agent contract, it's also a terrible time for him to be a free agent. The 2021-22 offseason is not going to be pretty. I don't know. Like you're, so you're looking at a trade deadline because and the, and the, there were there would have to be situations that happen obviously. The NL East is a tough division. The Braves would most likely have to be theoretically out of the the running there, uh out of the wild card potentially because anything could happen in the playoffs, they have the ability to win. They have a, I think they have a good team. Uh, so there would have to be a, ba- a really bad start, a really bad first half for the Atlanta Braves for that to, I think to even be contemplated. Cause you can't do, you can't move your star player in the middle of a season when you're in the running, but so they're, they're kind of running I, I, out no, of time. No, you're, you're right. But at the same time, they would be acquiring Luke Voigt. Who's also a top producing first baseman who's under team control for a long time. So they could just look at it honestly and say, yes, we still want to win this year, but we're not going to re-sign Freddie Freeman. So let's lock up first base for the next four seasons at a cheap price in exchange for Freddie Freeman, who's going to walk all in the offseason. All right, let me and ask you a dumb question then. It, it's not going to happen, but like yeah. I'm just dreaming because Freddie Freeman in this Yankees lineup. Why are you so he, obsessed with Freddie Freeman? Go look at his numbers. He's the left-handed DJ LeMay who, who plays first base. He makes a ton of contact. He hits for power. He doesn't strike out. He hit 340 last year. He's a left-handed bat. He's a gold glove caliber first baseman. He's a fucking awesome player. And he would fit so well in this Yankees lineup. I don't have to look at Aaron Hicks batting third anymore. I could look at Freddie Freeman batting third. Do you you think that the Yankees would would want to take that contract for, you know, or or obviously they would would, uh, make this trade to sign him with an extension, right? So, so therefore, they're now paying a five, six-year contract, which is going to be probably the be, uh, the biggest in baseball for a first baseman, I'd say. Close to it, if not, right? That, that's what they he'd be looking yeah, for. I, I kind of look at the Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, I'm going to pull up Paul Goldschmidt's contract. But so you're looking at that versus a productive Luke Voigt who, who led baseball in home runs and under team control for four years. He's a, he's a weird older arbitration case where he's controlled longer in his career just because of the, the way that uh, the way that he came up and and how his development stacked up. So Paul Goldschmidt signed a five year one hundred and thirty million dollar contract with the Braves. Okay, I just don't. When you're looking at what the Yankees are seeing in value, and understanding that there's a lot of contracts coming up and and they're going to have to deal with uh, make some other tough decisions. Maybe that makes it easier to walk away from some guys if you have a Freddie Freeman locked up. But I think it gives them a lot less flexibility, clearly, because Voight is under control. They have a productive first baseman. So I don't think they're yeah, uh, I, they're doing it that way. Yeah, I mean, but then the the 
other side of that is Freddie Freeman's better. Yeah. Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman will is and you're trying to win a World Series this year, next year, and the year after that. Yes, Luke Voigt can help you do that, but Freddie Freeman will help you do that more. The I think the 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 big question is is the value between the two, is the delta between the two enough to make a trade like that? Overpay and then put yourself in a position where you might not be able to make a, a contract offer to a Aaron Judge or Glaber Torres, or you're looking around and you're trying to lock up some guys, or potentially if Gary Sanchez has a big year and you decide that you're keeping him, Gary Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, possibly. So that's, but that's the risk. I mean, it's just like the, these sorts of things. I'm just trying to figure out like ways that the Yankees can get a contact hitter <laughs> that's can from the left another, side. We're really going down, a, down an avenue to find these, this left-handed bat really hard. It's not even so much left-handed bat, but it's a left-handed bat that, that, that actually fits that spot. Yeah. Not just a lefty guy, not just a lefty for Boone's sake, but a lefty that actually does fit within the numbers and within the, the um, lineup configuration. And that's, I mean, Michael Brantley and, and which was a free, he was a free agent. Could have had him. Could have had him. If they had dumped, uh, I guess then Clint Frazier wouldn't be the starting left fielder, but uh, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I, I know this isn't going to happen. This is one of those like sports radio callers calling up with a stupid like trade proposal. But but I do think there is some there's something in it for the Braves if they are not going to sign Freddie Freeman to trade him. They would have to have a dog shit first half. That's the only way that that would be even contemplated, I think. And even then, isn't he like the I don't what, what's the he's the, um, face the he's the face of the franchise. Like he's no, but he what's the beloved. what's like the good guy award in baseball, the Walter Payton Award for baseball? Isn't he that is too? Re, isn't it? Is it the it's Roberto, Roberto Alomar or Clemente? Roberto Clemente, yeah, yeah. not Roberto Alomar. He's in an umpire's face. No, not Roberto Alomar. Very yes. different Roberto. Isn't he the Roberto Clemente award winner also in the National League? Probably. I don't yeah, know. like he's an all-around good dude, great baseball player. Probably oh, yeah, he's a good very, dad. He's very personable. Like him, yeah. him and his wife do like a ton of charity. I gotta Atlanta think this area. would be an unpopular move <laughs> in Atlanta. Oh, it definitely yeah. would. Especially to the Yankees. Give a shit about Atlanta fans, though. I want Freddie Freeman on the Yankees. I want Freddie Freeman in pinstripes. And as a Yankees fan, of course, you're entitled that. You should have every single <laughs> best player in baseball on every in every single position. Why but it's not you? like I'm just saying, oh, the Yankees are going to acquire Freddie Freeman for a bag of balls. Like they're going to give kinda him. Kind of is. Kind of is. No, it's not. Because Luke Voigt is a very productive first baseman who's locked up cheap, and you would be giving up a couple of other decent prospects for him. It would have to, they would have to be good prospects and you'd be, uh, it would be not a half that, year without a not contract. Not that good. It would be like, I was looking at like uh, Luis uh, Medina as like, he's like the, he's like the number six or seven pitcher. Here's the, the problem with what you're saying. I think that they would get better offers on the market if you were up, unless you're giving up a much bigger prospect. They would get better offers as far as prospects go, but what they're not going to get is Luke Voigt, who is offensively. It, he's the different kind of producer than Freddie Freeman, but offensively he's right up there since 2018 for production of first base. So the Braves can look at it and say, we're not really losing first base production. We're just getting different first base production and we're getting it for the next three years of cheap money. And that's Instead exactly of, why the Yankees will look at that and say, well, no. Well, the for, Yankees, that exact, for that exact reason. I mean, the Yankees would be stupid to not want to acquire Freddie Freeman. Well, for that reason, they won't. It's controlled. Anyway, can you tell us about this picture where you're, uh, you look like you're vaping or you're, uh, you're 
I don't know what's going on here. Not va vaping in a different way. Like, yeah, you're, we're going to get to out. the steam coming up uh, with a towel over your head. You're talking about out of left field. We're bringing it back. That out and Sanchez destroys that to left field. There it goes. Deep to left. Really deep. In the air to left field. Back at the track at the wall. We are tied. I pissed on a public building. <laughs> yeah. So last weekend, I it was the first time Leanne and I took Harrison out of the house when it wasn't to the pediatrician. Okay. So there's a picture here. We took him to, so it was, we, to, so it was to a brewery. Let's <laughs> we took him to a brewery. Okay. So, not was, was, so we went to a brewery. Got it. Yeah. We, uh, we were just like dying to get out of the house. We have, uh, friends who we were trying to find a mid, a midpoint cause they wanted to see the baby, but we don't want to go inside and we just want to make it COVID safe. So we were, we need to find a place outside. It was in Hackensack, Hackensack brewing. The beer was good. The, we we're in a parking lot. Like it wasn't ideal. There was like a lot of stuff going on. It was also like a pretty warm day. I'm going to tweet this picture out from at Yankees podcast. So you can see, I found myself trying to console him. I, we had like this blanket and I just like covered him and myself in this blanket. And I was just like feeding him a bottle and like talking to him. And, it, and, and, the uh, friends of ours, my friend Mark, who was actually best man at my wedding, took this picture and then like showed it to me after. And then it hit me. I'm like, damn, my life has changed because like I didn't even think twice about doing this. Like people around me were probably looking at me like, what the hell is that guy doing? Like, he's just like, is he snorting cocaine under there? Like, no, he's feeding a baby a bottle. So like, I, I don't even know what the point of this is or what my question is. But like, did you also have a moment with Kemp? Where you're just like, you're just going to do things on instinct and you don't even think about like the, like what people what around like. you are thinking or what it looks like or how it's going to be received. Like you're just doing this because the only thing in your mind is make sure your son is comfortable. <laughs> and like, that's what I was doing. I was like blocking the sun from him. I was like, I'm sweating. Just, I don't want him to sweat. So it's just like, it's a whole, it's a whole ordeal. Yeah, that was my outing last Saturday. <laughs> it definitely looks like you're the you're the guy that tried to um, get a little hair of the dog, was was struggling walking into this place. You have half of a beer in the in this glass, and and you're just you're done at this point. You're you're done, and you're you're you're, you're everybody else wanted to come to the brewery, so you're just there now as a fixture because everybody else wanted to hang out, and it doesn't matter. We they got you there finally, and you're there, and they just threw a towel over your head, and you're just knocked out. That's what it looks like. Uh, did I, yes, I don't know like an exact, um, I don't have a, a situation, but yeah, I, I don't care what people think anymore. That that's what happens when you, when you get, or there's two situations in my life where I really stopped caring what people thought. One, I got, after I got married, okay. I don't need to impress any girls anymore. Like that's done. Right. I, I just got to make sure my wife's happy. I got to do things for her. So nothing matters there. Like I got, got one, uh, I got her. She said, Yes. Ha, you know, locked it up, done. And the second tricked one her. tricked her. And the other one was when we had a kid. So now I'm yeah. like, don't care about that. Don't care about anything else. Don't care now about I just, my wife anymore. Only yeah, care about I, got, I got a wife. I have a kid who I have to keep alive. And we have to like, make sure that, you know, we have to feed him and do all the things that, that, cause it's our responsibility now. Mm -hmm. So all of that stuff went out the window. Like what, what people think of you, what you're doing, what it looks like. I just don't care anymore. And I think that maybe the third thing is just you're getting another year older every single year. And, and the more that happens, the less you care about what other people think as well. 
And uh, yeah, so that there's a trifecta of not giving a shit. <laughs> and I think the kid kind of locks a lot of that in. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Like not, not at all. And I think most parents feel the same way. Yeah. And the th- like the thing about it, like we were just so happy to get out of the house and like see friends and like talk for a couple hours, but like it was so not worth it because that night he didn't sleep at all. And it was just a hellish night. So I'm like, were those three hours at the brewery where I had one and a half beers and talked to some friends? Was that worth not sleeping for a night? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if it was only one night, maybe if it trickled into the other days, then, then probably not. Yeah. But that's, it does screw up the schedules. You got to yeah. do it though. You got to force the, you got to force the hand. You got to go out there. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you can't just look at the same four walls anymore. No, <laughs> you got yeah, to get out. It's getting pretty old. <laughs> Yeah, been a freaking year of this. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, maybe we'll get some uh, unexpected news from the Bruce and Talkman stuff as we as we said over the weekend. Uh, Scott and I will continue to roll out the AL East previews. Opening day is next week, less than a week away. We got our bold predictions episode coming up. Start thinking about those. I kicked your ass last year. You kicked my ass the year before. We're tied one to one. So like, I feel like this is a three game well, series. No, no, no. You don't get a full win from last year. Remember the last year doesn't count. I got, so what was I'm, it? 37%. I got 37% of a win. <laughs> I'm up one, nothing. Um, yeah, but you took a big L on predicting Mike Ford over <laughs> Luke Foy. No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't, it didn't happen. Count. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to, we're going to be back at you next that. week. That was a big L. That was a big, <laughs> big L. Yeah. 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 We'll be back at you next week with uh, the rest of the ALE's previews and our bold predictions episode. And then after the season starts, we're going to get into our normal routine. Uh, and we got some uh, some some fun content for you this season. Which Thanks will be a guys. different routine. Which will be a different routine. Not the normal routine. The normal routine is a different routine. Which will be a yeah, fun routine. Do you want to talk about it now or do you want to talk about it when we actually start the new routine? Uh, we'll talk about it later. I think we teased it last episode. But yeah, it's going to be more content, more, more uh, consistent content, more good conversations a little bit more in depth so excited excited for some new formatting things that we're going to be rolling out it's going to be fun all right talk to you guys next week hey guys thanks for listening to the bronx pinstripe show make sure you find us on itunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone if you do like the show we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in itunes it really helps us out and allows us to create more shows We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.